Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. Today I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Nicole. Welcome. Hello. And we're actually in her... Uh, her childhood bedroom. I don't know how childhood this in her, is. What, what, when I was like in? 16. <laughs> childhood bedroom. <laughs> when we moved in. In her pre-tween, pre, <laughs> pre-tween bedroom. You can see, you know, I'm not, I don't even have a video on and this isn't going to go on Instagram because there's like creepy dolls right behind her. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever indeed. Um, we're actually going to be reading today. We're going to like bring you in to a little, one of our Bible times. Um, to this morning, I was reading from James, and so we're just going to read. We'll talk a little bit about our thoughts, everything that's that's happening, and then we'll pray. So, yeah, welcome to our Bible time. I'll start with James one verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. All right, so already, um, I love the commentary in here in my Bible. It says the natural human response to trials is not to rejoice. So the believer must make a conscious commitment to face them with joy. The word trials means like troubles or anything that breaks the pattern of peace, comfort, joy, or happiness in one's life. So I don't know. If, I know we've been going through some trials personally in the past mm-hmm. couple of months. Um, if you That's want, true. oh yeah, That's good. You want to elaborate? Um, well, something I want to say is actually I was thinking about this the other day. I was like thinking, man, can't wait till these trials are over and you know we're in the future and everything's fine. But then I was thinking, but when is everything really fine? Like, there's always going to be some sort of trial going on. Like, there usually isn't a lot of time where it's just peaceful and there's nothing going. Everything is possibly going right. Like, I don't know. It's not a lot. It's not very often that that happens. Um, but and even so, if there is a point where everything is going right. You're expecting the next trial? You're, yeah, a little part of you is anxious because it's too good to be true. Especially exactly. you. You oh, love yeah. living in anxiety mode. You're always <laughs> waiting for the next thing. But what I was thinking, I'm like, man, what's the point? If like we're just always going to be experiencing trials, like what's the point mm-hmm. of, you know, waiting till something's over? I guess what it really matters is how you deal with the trial that you're in. Like what really matters is your reaction, your attitude. So I posted a story today on Instagram and it was like, instead of praying that God removes the trial, what if we pray that he can help us like use the trial Mm -hmm. as an opportunity and people will ask what opportunity for what? I mean, that's kind of where the, the commentary also comes into play and gives us a little light here. It says, the verb form of the trial means putting something to the test with the purpose of discovering that thing's quality. And so God brings such tests to prove and increase the quality of our faith, meaning every trial can become a test of faith designed to strengthen. But if, if we fail the test, then it becomes a temptation. So it is an opportunity, really, and it's one that we don't often see um, in, in while we're in the trial, but it's an opportunity for us to strengthen our faith, right? Yeah. Like, for example, um, current trials that we are going through, 
maybe it's financial, um, but maybe it's other things. Sometimes, you know, we have family struggles or arguments and stuff like that, disagreements, but those also can be a testing of our faith. And I think I shared this on the last podcast, but it's like, it's not when everything's going right that your character is being produced, that your perseverance is being produced, that your faithfulness is being tested, but it's when everything's going wrong, right? Mm -hmm. That's when God's actually using your circumstances to craft you into something better. It's true. It's strange because we always, like, we're surprised when trials come to us and we we just, we want to live life, you know, stress-free, as happy as possible, just as easy as possible, but, like, no characters produced from that. Yeah. You're just living in a bubble. If nothing ever goes wrong, you never learn. You never yeah. grow, right? So let's compare this to a muscle. Um, let's say your goal is to get stronger in the gym. Let's say your goal is to be able to squat two times your body weight, or that's Mm -hmm. like a bodybuilding goal. Let's say your goal is to run a half marathon. Let's say you're whatever, lose 15, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. If you decide I'm just going to sit in my room all day and do nothing, then your muscles aren't being put under any stress, under any tension. They have nothing to adapt to. They're never going to get stronger. It's only when, and this is a really interesting analogy, it's only when you put the muscle through something that is designed to break it down, then it can come back stronger. And I think God's often doing the same thing with us. It's really the perfect analogy. You know, sometimes I think like you can, you know, something is true when you can see it in other parts of the world or like in other aspects of life, kind of like this, like the way God designed our muscles that they have to go under pressure and strain to become stronger. And that's not just our muscles, but it's our mind as well. Our soul, like even learning, right. You kind of have to put your brain under some stress to be able to learn new information. So like that stress is actually a good thing. Those trials are actually a good thing. He is breaking you down so that you can, uh, depends on the reason, but like, one of our reasons is that so we can stop relying on our own selves Mm -hmm. so that we can stop thinking that we're self-confident and self uh, self preservant. I don't know what the word is, but like we are nothing without him, right? We don't, every dollar I bring in isn't myself. It's from God. Every decision we make, it's not actually us. It's God leading our footsteps. Every, it says, I don't know if it's in the Septuagint or in the regular, (laughs) <laughs> the what's the other one called masoretic the masoretic but there's a verse somewhere in the bible and it says um it kind of condemns the person who says i've done all this by myself i've built up this like empire by myself i've done this and that but who are you without god mm-hmm. right you're you're self-confident you're you're confident in your own abilities and your own talents and your own money and all this stuff but you're nothing without god yeah that's very true. I think it was, I don't know if this one specifically, might but there's... Have been Wisdom of Sirach. Yeah, I was going to say from Wisdom of Sirach, there's another verse, you know, that says, Blessed is the righteous person who also has wealth, because imagine the great things that they yeah. can do with that. You know, if, if you really think about it, first of all, wealth it does not come from ourselves god finally allows you know how much money we get to have he decides our wealth right and 
I think if it's done the right way and he, you know, he gives more to those who will use the money in a righteous manner, what a blessing that is for others and for themselves finally. Yeah. I remember reading that verse and that's always something I keep in mind because it's like that person can do so much good in the Mm -hmm. world. It's like, I think the commentary was like, blessed is the person who has money, but doesn't love money. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's like, what do you call it? The only good politicians are the ones who don't want to be politicians. Yeah. Uh, The only people who can do good with money are the people who don't love money. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how we got off topic here. No, but but it's interesting because, um, you know, if you, if you can't even realize, like if somebody gives you a gift and they want, you know, maybe we heard this in a sermon, I think like a couple of weeks ago, like mm-hmm. this pastor saying, you know, if I give my daughter a bag of M&Ms and I ask her for one and she's like, it's mine. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> you know, like if it's like, what do you mean? I gave this to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if we can't even realize like when somebody gives us something that, you know, still like this is a gift like we didn't acquire this on our own Mm -hmm. like how are we supposed to understand that with the wealth you know if we're making a salary or for you know getting money like monthly how if we can't get like simple things that humans give us as gifts how much how are we supposed to understand when our heavenly father gives us these gifts right and so i want to come back to you know it says be joyful in the trials but like why because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance or in the ESV, it says steadfastness, but like, what is perseverance? What is steadfastness? And why is it a good thing that we're producing that in the first place? Any thoughts? Um, I learned the word perseverance when I was in grade three. That's the best thought I've ever heard. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. I think it's very important or else we'd be so fragile. Like we'd break mm-hmm. down so easily. Like the slightest inconvenience could happen. And it's like the end of the world for us because we haven't learned how to persevere. Also, can we please get a rocking chair in in our house? <laughs> I am loving this rocking chair that I'm sitting on right now. Anyways, so um, the commentary here says, through tests, a Christian will learn to withstand the pressure of a trial until God removes it at his appointed time and we can cherish the benefit. So there is a time, just anyone going through a trial, there is a time where God will remove that trial, but it's not to say, like, don't don't think of it like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till God removes this trial. Yeah, you from me. sit back and relax yeah, till the trial. No, there is something <laughs> yeah. to be learned within the trial. It's kind of like um, the other day I was doing a really intense cycling workout and I had 12 minutes and it's almost like 12 minutes and you're pushing hard, hard, hard for those 12 minutes. And in my mind, I'm like sitting there during those 12 minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I can't wait for this to be over. Just keep going. And then at, at some point, it gets so much. My heart beats beating so fast. The sun is so hot. My body's in pain. And at one point, I just start like repeating to myself, the pain will make you better. The pain will make you faster. The pain will make you stronger. And I just keep repeating that wow. to myself. That's the only thing I can think to get me, keep me going. But that's also practicing discipline. You should make that a song, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that, that practice of discipline is in the moment, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm training myself to do things that suck, 
right? Mm. That's the perseverance. 12 minutes isn't even a long time, <laughs> but that's the perseverance. Yeah, it's, like, you know, being able to delay gratification is such an important life skill because it's not just, you know, through trials and everything, but like through basic life, just basic life, you need to learn how to not give in to each one of your impulses. All right, deep apologies, everyone, but we actually just, we recorded like another half an hour of this episode, and then my laptop stopped recording in the middle, and so we only got 12 minutes, minutes. so that previous 12 minutes that you just heard, we're going to pick back up from there. Uh, Trying to remember Trying to remember what we spoke about, but uh, last thing I think you were talking about was delayed gratification gratification and cookies. (laughs) I think I was just saying that delayed gratification is a very important life skill um, to have for something as basic as just waiting not to eat that cookie in the impulse that you have to eat it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also there are definitely studies out there um, that show that those that are able to delay gratification actually tend to have more life satisfaction. Of course. Well, because... isn't that the definition of discipline? Interesting. In the first place, you know, delaying gratification now mm-hmm. so that you can get something in the future. Oh, yeah, exactly. But also, you know, before we were so rudely interrupted by my laptop, this is a trial in itself. <laughs> this is, yeah, we're persevering in we're persevering recording this. That we're doing this again, um, <laughs> even though I don't like repeating myself. And I don't remember what I said. But uh, we were talking about like your mindset through the trial. And I think I was talking about the bike, you know, when I'm on the bike. I'm saying, like, this is going to make me faster. This is going to make me better. This is going to make me stronger. Think about going to the gym and, you know, you're going to have to do this workout anyways. You can either do it one of two ways. You can either be in the workout, like, I hate this. I can't wait to finish. This is so stupid. I can't wait. This is, oh, I hate this. Please finish this. Or you can just be like, wow, you know, I'm thankful that I'm actually able to be at the gym. I'm thankful that I have a body that's able to move this weight, that I'm able to lift, to get stronger, to to move, to run, to breathe, Um, you know, this hurts now, but I know I'm going to get stronger after this, you know, those two mindset differences make huge impacts on A, your workout, but also B, you know, just your overall health. And now bringing that to the trial, it's the same thing. In the trial, you're often like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is over. This is Mm -hmm. stupid. I hate this, blah, blah, blah. Or you're like, wow, you know, as much as this trial may hurt or it's difficult. Thank God that he's giving it to me. Thank God. I still have these amazing blessings and he's Mm -hmm. still watching over me. And thank God that, you know, he's refining my character. He's making me better. Whatever it is I'm going through, it's because he put this here and when he's ready, he'll he'll remove it. Or when I'm ready and my character is refined, when my perseverance is refined, when my faith is tested to see that it's actually good, He'll remove it. As James says, we have to count it as joy when we face these trials, yeah. right? And it really, as you're saying, it really is all about our perspective, right? Because we know that these trials are going to happen. We know that nobody's exempt from these trials, no matter how well off they are, yeah. how many times they go to the beach in Bali or whatever. Yeah. They are going to go through trials. Which, here's another thing. Sorry, I just remembered. Like oh, people, okay. not remembered, we didn't talk about this yet, but people are always going to try to sell you on like a dream come oh, true yeah. as if 
whatever they're selling you is a trial list life, it's but that's not true. It's going to solve all your problems. You know, yeah. I had, I remember one time I was looking at like a personal trainer education thing like that. And the guy is like, you know, I'm out here. I used to grind at the gym 24 seven, but now I'm out here living on a beach in Bali and you can too. And I'm like, ah, he's trying to sell me a dream come true with no trials, no work, but that's no matter who's trying to sell you that it's never going to happen Yeah. because they're no matter what you do, God is still going to put something in your life and you're not exempt. He's going to put that in there to teach you a lesson, whatever lesson that you need to learn at that point in time. Exactly. And I think like, uh, you know, us expecting to have something come easy, we can lose it just as easily. Right? Yeah. So anything that promises you a quick fix means you can lose it just as quickly as mm -hmm. you fixed it. Right? Because if you have this super restrictive diet that puts you like barely any calories a day, you have to do these intense workouts, you know, and the, you know, the, it's obviously, it's very intense, right? So you're going to lose a lot of weight probably in a short <laughs> amount of time. But when you have this very unsustainable lifestyle, once you stop it, you will gain everything back just as quick as you lost mm -hmm. as you lost it, you know, maybe even faster. I think we also mentioned about, you know, as Christians, there's the what do I what do I want to Oh, about? um, like sometimes we expect that we, we I, we're not gonna go through trials. Yeah, like it's we, a false belief. Yeah. You know, like as if Jesus purchased our freedom, you know, Jesus wants us to be happy and successful and well and, and healthy and stuff like that. I don't know where we got that idea from because that's not what the Bible teaches. And if Jesus himself went through the worst trials that a human could go through. But that's through. where the idea comes from. Like if Jesus, he, he took the trials on his behalf so we don't have to anymore. But didn't he say that, you know, if a, like if he is being persecuted, how it says, yeah, he, will too? he says, that he was hated by the world before we were, meaning we are going to be hated as well. Mm -hmm. He said, don't expect that I came to bring peace but a sword. He said, like, all these things, yeah, he took the price of, of all the trials, like, all that stuff on his behalf, on our behalf, but it wasn't a price that we wouldn't endure trials on earth. It was eternal. Like, we would not be eternally subject to damnation. Mm -hmm. He took that. I think a lot of people, like, as you were saying, because, you know, we think that Christ has taken away, like, all of our trials, all of our problems, all of our sin, that we should have this trialist life. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, then there's something then wrong something in our faith, wrong. right? But Jesus promised reward in the afterlife, yeah. not in this life. He never promised that this life was going to be easy, yeah. that it would be trial-free, that we wouldn't have to persevere. If anything, the Bible very clearly shows the opposite that we will have trials that we will be persecuted that we will you know go through grief we will go through all these things but our comfort is not in this world it's in the world to come right Amen. because a lot of people we expect things right now right here and on earth but jesus said that his kingdom is not of this earth right yeah and it's in heaven and that's where we should have our eyes set on Amen. I agree. I think we're cutting it here because I have no idea what we still talked about. Yeah, I, I think it got a bit lost after okay. the 12-minute mark That's because okay. it didn't record. Anyways, for whoever's listening, I hope 
that this was encouraging in some way and that you were able to learn something. And um, I'm just going to close this off in prayer. Lord, we worship you and we thank you. We thank you for the trials. We thank you for everything that you've put in our lives, whether they be health trials, uh, medical, whether they be, um, you know, money trials, whether they be grief, whether it be any kind of trial, Lord, we pray that you may help us to use that trial, not to waste it, not to waste the opportunity, not to complain or get angry, but that we may use this trial to refine our faith, that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, that we may grow in maturity, that we may be perseverant, and that our faith may turn to be like gold, like gold that will not wither or fade away. So help us, Lord. Pray that you may open our eyes and strengthen us and help us to be joyful during these trials. I pray for whoever is listening and anything that they're going through, that you may strengthen them and bring them your peace that surpasses understanding and joy. We worship you and we submit to you in all things. Amen. Amen. Amen.